Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. single for so long that's just like weird for me to process thanks that's a nice way to introduce this me. is adam not oh, surprisingly hello, his name is adam <laughs> hello dead drunk drunkies drunkards tell them something about yourself what's a fun fact that's what my um i'm my tall i'm a tall guy I'm pretty tall that's just an obvious fact that's not <laughs> yeah that's not a fun fact that anybody can see Yo. with the power of two human eyes <laughs> What's up? I hope to be the next Bachelor. I'm Adam. I'm <laughs> tall. <laughs> no. Um, I like to take my shirt off and spray things with water. Like that's, if you were writing what they do on the Bachelor. What? Like every Bachelor promo is like the guy without a shirt on, like doing something with <laughs> what some. If, but water. it's always it's always career based. He's just like yeah. So it's just like if if like Pilot like, Pete is like naked basically Pilot Pete. like spraying his plane with a hose imagine not like it, like not having a career that is conducive to doing that so it's like they work in you're a garbage man <laughs> <laughs> they're spray well no more like um you're working at like a pediatric dentistry and you're just don't, like spraying down with kids the little, with cavities no, with the little with the little <laughs> um <laughs> put the wait, shirts wait. off the little utensil. But my thought was Domino's Pizza Maker, and you're like with your shirt off. Just spraying <laughs> cheese and pepperoni all over the place. Starbucks barista. Wait. <laughs> the guy who gets into the costume at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> he's got no shirt. He's got no <laughs> shirt on, but he's mouse from the waist down, and he's spraying kids at their birthday parties. With the with the half-eaten pizza or whatever. There's like a litany of like Yelp reviews. It's like one star, a, a pervert. Gave a sopping wet pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's the bachelor. <laughs> uh, okay, so fun facts about me. Uh, yeah, like what would you put on your Tinder profile as a fun fact? If you That's a great uh, thing to ask somebody who's actively in a relationship <laughs> and on a podcast. What is your, right, because what is your Tinder profile? Now that you're in a relationship, there's no stress involved in thinking about this. <laughs> hmm. Want me to tell you what mine used to say? It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was like... um. Let's rush into a marriage, have kids that abuse our money and drain out our bank accounts. I'll take up drinking. You'll, or no, you'll take up drinking. I'll have an affair. Then I will kill you and make it look like an accident and set our house on fire. And then I'll date your best friend because he was hotter anyway or something like that. That's oddly hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun fact. That's like kind of my thing, right? (laughs) I really thought you were going to start with, Hi, my name is Trey, and I got a basketball game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about me, I got a basketball game tomorrow. I got a point, or I'm a point guard. I got a shoe game. <laughs> That's all I ever want in my life, though, is to find out how Trey did in his basketball Trey, game. if you're listening, we are dying to know. Yo, Trey, if you're listening, how'd you do in your game, bro? He, what if he, he, had, he got a basketball scholarship? Like, oh my god! <laughs> He'd be like, "Hi, my name is Trey, and I'm signing with the University of Florida." <laughs> I got a basketball game tomorrow. I was drafted At to the Mississippi Lakers. State. That's him. Every time a girl's like, "You want to go out and get a drink?" He's like, "Hi, my name is Trey, and I got a basketball game tomorrow." Can't. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go get a drink. I got a basketball game tomorrow. How old is he now? What do we think? I thought he was 35 in that video. <laughs> <laughs> he was. 
I think he was like nine, right? <laughs> I don't know. How I long has it been since Vine? Things. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's find out. Oh, that would be a fun fact. What my favorite Vine would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've done that before on here. And I, I mistakenly said something that isn't my favorite Vine. Let's see. I'm a big fan of. I loved Evan Breen. So I can't remember their names okay. as well. Isn't he the guy that had the hat that was like, yeah. Uncle Cracker? <laughs> oh! Yeah, so... <laughs> a lot of his stuff gets so me, m- like, later. But mm-hmm. when I am when I was scrolling through, I would be like, what the hell is that? Wait, hold on. And then I watch it again and be like, oh, he's just, like, being a white idiot. Like, that's his whole thing. <laughs> I think one of the ones that I do quote the most is the kid going, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I love how many times he says it. And then... <laughs> Because you know there was someone in the background going like, say it again. <laughs> but what, so that, which of Evan Breen's vines then are your favorite? Um, Probably the, the Uncle Cracker one. <laughs> Yo, me and my boys are going to see Uncle Cracker. Give me my hack back, Jordan. <laughs> We're going to see Uncle Cracker or no? <laughs> and he gets like, I know Tierney, I know yours. What's oh, mine? Uh, road work ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I sure hope it does. does. That's the best one. That is good. That and is good. I really, the one that makes me think of Tierney is. is the one with that kid that's sitting in the gym and he's like, I love myself. <laughs> Even though I look like a burnt chicken nugget, I love myself. Oh, no, I thought of, I thought of my favorite one. I don't remember the Vine star that did this one. It was like the first guy to blink was probably really freaked out. I don't remember who it was, and it's just like a guy, and he's like sitting there, and he blinks, and he goes, ah, 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 "What?" And then his friend's like, "What? What happened? The world went dark." Like that one. That's probably my favorite one. I have a lot that I love, but the one that comes to mind all the time recently is the one with that kid that's just playing like the loop on the keyboard, and he's like, "Hey, I think you're really cool. I like you a lot. Maybe we could hang out or something. I don't know." That one, that one is so cute it's so like harmless i i i have a favorite tiktok yeah it's i've showed you do you know what i'm gonna say uh, it's the guy yeah. in his bedroom and there's like synth music and it looks like he's at the club and he's like a really hot guy <laughs> yes and he like walks up to the camera and he's like mm. and then he goes uh my mom said that you could come over but uh my mom has to call your mom and your mom has to come pick you up by midnight is that all right <laughs> Yo, shout out that guy whatever his name was. <laughs> so funny that one is really I funny. Mean, do you remember the other vine where this guy was like it's summer i'm ready to have a good time i got my hat on backwards let's party and then he walks directly into the garage door <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right, so uh, mm. should we should we start talking about yeah, we should probably murder get or something? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> people aren't here for this. <laughs> yeah, as fun as this is. Oh, they might be. Somebody right. at home wearing a vine hat. Like, I was enjoying. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just a vine podcast. Check uh, out our other podcast, Vine and Wine. Vine and Wine. <laughs> yes. That's a oh good my idea. god. So, because it's Valentine's Day, we are going to be drinking something called the Love Martini. And the website is called picturetherecipe.com. It says, love it first sip. This sweet and fruity cocktail is perfect for a Valentine's Day celebration. <laughs> so what you're going to do is take a half a shot of Malibu rum, a half a shot of peach schnapps, another half a shot of citron vodka, or you could use plain vodka, and then three shots of cranberry juice. For garnish, you're going to cut the strawberries. So if you like, kind of carve out the 
green part and then slice it really thin, they look like little hearts and you just kind of float them on the top. Um, If you wanted to put sugar on the rim, you can do that. It's really cute and pretty and we'll post pictures or something. I don't know. (laughs) That sounds like a nice cocktail. Yeah, right? A little martini. Yeah. Because this woman had some interesting love preferences, I guess. Oh. uh, So in honor of Valentine's Day, we're doing a little bit of a different episode. Today, instead of talking about a murderer or a single crime, we're talking about a woman who is still very much alive, who has a history of dating prolific serial killers. It's her type. Yes. These days, many people complain about how some killers are romanticized, like in Zac Efron's portrayal of Ted Bundy, or even the character of Joe in the hit Netflix series, You. My argument, however, is that you never truly know a person. In many cases, killers can be charming, handsome, intelligent men that you would never suspect and may even find yourself in a relationship with. This was especially true for a woman named Sandra London. Do you think Sandra London used a very specific dating site? Murderers uh, only? Murderers. She had a police blotter in her car, and she's like, ooh, that's a... Ooh, that sounds like a good crime. Oh, shots fired, shots that. fired. Oh, I better get over there, or my next man could be firing those shots. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so to give you a little bit of an idea of Sandra London as a person, I'm going to play you... An audio clip from The Killer Inside Me, which is... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The Killer Inside it's, Me? Yeah. <laughs> so it's from the Errol Morris TV series, and it's about her being like a serial killer groupie. So, Oh, so the title's like like not an oversight. It's They literally mean... The killer. I took creative writing in college. Literally I believe that's called a double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> it's the killer inside her. Oh. All right. So here we go. You know when you're a little kid, they always tell you the boogeyman's going to get you? And you're supposed to be scared? I always had a fantasy or a dream that the boogeyman came. And he's like riding on this black stallion. And he comes to my window. And he comes to get me. And I jump on the horse with him and like I wrap my arms around his waist and I get up under his cape and we fly away. (laughs) I I have a couple comments before. Wait. Go ahead. Didn't Neil Gaiman have like the four horsemen in like the (laughs) Amazon thing from last year? And it was like, but also, wait, sorry, Game of Thrones. It was like, we'll ride in, death will ride in on like a white horse or something. And she's... She's literally thinking of death or something from the Bible or some kind of fictitious man. Yeah, she's fucking nuts. So I, I have a couple comments on the video that was just played for us. One is, you ever see somebody, not hear them, but see them and go, oh, that person's crazy. Yeah. You know, she, she's she got that aura about her. Oh, I heard her and thought, oh, no. <laughs> if he, it, the, and the freeze framed, I'm like, ooh, this is, this is, about, to be, this is about to be weird. I Second... Why does she assume the boogeyman is wearing a cape? Or riding a horse. Why is she... I think she she mixed up the boogeyman and the headless horseman. Oh, she put them together. <laughs> Isn't the oh, boogeyman supposed that. to be a literal, a literal monster, not a man? Yo, but he's so that. she took boogeyman as being uh, just a scary uh, man. Boogeyman is like a buff, dark, handsome man. Faster than a speeding bullet, the boogeyman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. 
Like, sorry, Sa- if Sandra, if you're listening, I'm so sorry to oh. yuck your yum right here, but. <laughs> Ew, to what or what? <laughs> to yuck your yum. You're not supposed to yuck somebody's yum. Can't turn off what turns me on. I, I learned that, that, ever heard that, I learned that at your aunt's wine party. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Because if somebody goes, ooh, to a wine, she's like, you're not supposed to yuck their yum. Because she wants that to sell more wine. That was the best wine tasting party because she would go, what does it taste like? And I would lock eyes with somebody that I just met that night and across the room from me and go, wine. <laughs> tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like wine. <laughs> what does this taste like? This is a red. <laughs> <laughs> red wine. <laughs> she was getting so pissed off. I'm getting notes of that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so in the interview, Sandra talks about meeting a handsome stranger at a school dance in high school. She gushes about how gorgeous he was and how he became her boyfriend for about a year, and his name was John Schaefer. John is actually his middle name. His first name is Gerard, and we will talk about him more later on. Gerard. Yes. So Sandra talks about how her relationship with Schaefer was not exactly a normal one. The dates they went on were not to the movies or to dinner, but instead to graveyards. Schaefer was fascinated with death, and he would start conversations with London about what it was like to be dead. She says he often initiated sex in the graveyards on these dates, to which she happily consented. Oh, no, yeah. It's such an effort as you have to be around all yeah, those. Yeah, she's like, what kind of conversation is that? She, it, she's like, we would make love there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Yeah, lady. but like, if, so if you went on a date to a graveyard, all right, maybe not initially a red flag. And then You're the guy goes, like a goth kid with what do you think? Poetry. Right. Like, you would think, oh, so are you going to whip out a poem? Or like, what are you going to tell me now? I call this one Black Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes, what do you think it's like to be dead? Yeah. And she doesn't turn around and run <laughs> for her life. Well, you heard her. She she likes the boogeyman. Oh, she likes those people. She's like, oh, I bet if I'm dead, the Grim Reaper will come and get me and... Take me on his horse under his cape. I bet she knows all the other songs Blue Oyster Cult wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Besides this oddity, though, London says Schaefer was perfectly normal. He was a well-to-do man, and he was almost too nice. She recalled a time when they went on vacation with her family, and he would hold his hands up for her grandmother to wrap her yarn around so she could knit, which is kind of sweet. That is kind of cute. About a um, year. That's like a, a lot of patience, though. You have to sit there for a very long time. All right, Nana, let's. let's <laughs> like a psychopathic <laughs> amount of. <laughs> mm, you're just staring into space thinking about what it would be like to be dead. <laughs> hey, Nana, you ever wonder what it would be like to be dead? As <laughs> <laughs> that person, hey, you're pretty close. What do you think it's going to be like? <laughs> oh, my God. How you feeling right now, Nana? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He just Me reaches ma. over with the yarn around his things, feels her pulse. Oh, she's still going. <laughs> <laughs> she stops for a second. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Is this it? Oh, my God. All right. Sorry, Nana, if you're still around. Uh, Nana, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Nana, yeah, for sure, is not listening. <laughs> Go to hell. I'm listening to every word. <laughs> After about a year, though, London says Schaefer would talk about problems he had. However, these were not normal teenage problems that you might expect. Schaefer told London that he had uncontrollable desires to murder women. Okay. She was shocked by this, obviously, and recalled a time when they were outside at night on his street together. He pointed up to a window of a house a few down from his, 
and started to tell London about the girl who lived there. He said the girl would undress, quote unquote, at him, and it made him very angry and disturbed, yet aroused. He called her a slut and said that he would put a stop to that. That's How do you dress at somebody? It's like Undressing. the it's like uh, it's like um Elliot Roger almost. It's like oh, oh. she's doing this to flaunt it at me and make me angry and I'm yeah, okay. crazy. I don't know. It's just maybe she just forgot to pull the shades down. Well, it's it's yeah, it <laughs> Can I take a moment to say it's not the woman who was undressing's fault? Oh, no, <laughs> it's was, not. She was not undressing at it. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a weird thought to have. Like, because I get I get he's psychotic. He's crazy. We're yeah. in but, the future also. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you even s- justify saying that she was undressing at me? And how does Sandra London not go? What? She did. Oh, after this interaction, London actually broke up with Schaefer. Oh. Yeah. So he then began to stalk her and would call her up and tell her that he was watching her with her new boyfriends and things like that. Oh, she probably liked that, though. She says he told her also that he would, quote unquote, get her back, which she always interpreted as meaning that he would get her to be his girlfriend again. However, after future events unfolded, she wasn't so sure about that anymore. Sandra says of her relationship with Schaefer... How is it possible to know someone so very well and for them to have a life of secret violence at the same time? To hear more about Schaefer, you can tune in next week for a whole episode about his crime. Shelby is going to tell us more details about him. But we're just going to skip to when he gets sentenced and put in jail. And London, as an aspiring writer, reached out to Schaefer when he got sentenced. She was able to help him publish writing about his crimes, which Shelby will also touch on next week. This writing got the attention of many inmates, especially that of Danny Rowling, a serial killer known as the Gainesville Ripper. Hi, dead drunkies. We just want to take a minute to tell you about our newest sponsor, Drifting Souls. Drifting Souls is a female-owned company based in Cleveland, Ohio. They offer items that range from t-shirts to mugs and everything in between. Everything is custom printed just for you, so you know you're getting the highest quality products every time. Katie and Jackie, the owners of Drifting Souls, are true crime podcast fans just like all of us. They have lots of products that foster our obsession. My favorite is the sweatshirt that says, I run on coffee, true crime, and wine, as well as a mug that says, shh, I'm listening to my true crime podcasts. So cute and so relatable. They also have makeup bags, tote bags, and beer koozies that are so adorable, I can't even tell you. If you guys are interested, please go over to thedriftingsouls.com and use our code DEADDRUNK at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's D-E-A-D-D-R-U-N-K for 20% off at thedriftingsouls.com. All right, now back to the show. So Danny Rowling was from Shreveport, Louisiana, and he had a tough childhood. His father, James, was a police officer, and he made it very clear to Danny that he was unwanted from birth. James would abuse Danny's mother as well and use extreme discipline tactics on Danny, such as calling the police and having him handcuffed and taken away if he did as little as embarrass him. 
the toxic relationship with his father escalated, and in 1990, Rowling's actually attempted to kill his father. The attempt was unsuccessful. However, his father lost an eye and an ear in the fight. Oh. Yeah, does it say what he tried to do? No. Oh. They were just, I don't know, probably with a knife, I would assume. Uh, yeah. So throughout the years, Rowling was arrested for minor crimes such as robbery, as well as some light stalking. Three months after the fight with his father, though, Rowling killed for the first time. In the early morning of August 24th, 1990, Rowling broke into the apartment of Christina Powell and Sonia Larson, two 17-year-old college students at the University of Florida. He went upstairs to the bedroom of Powell and taped her mouth shut. She awoke and tried to fend him off, but he ultimately stabbed her to death. Rowling then went downstairs to find Larson asleep on the couch. As with Powell, Rowling taped her mouth shut. He then bound her arms behind her back, cut off all of her clothes, and raped her. When he was finished, he forced her to the ground and stabbed her multiple times in the back, killing her. Oh my god. Jeez. Rowling then proceeded to pose both bodies in sexually provocative positions. Ugh. Why? This ended up being like a thing for him. It was part of his M.O. Before leaving the apartment, Rowling took a shower inside their shower, and then he was on his way. If you okay. if you shower there, don't you leave traces of like DNA there? No idea. Also, if he didn't use a condom, what the fuck is the point? Just like get out. Yeah, I don't know. So the next day, Rowling broke into the apartment of Krista Hoyt, an 18-year-old woman who he had been stalking. Using a knife and a screwdriver, he pried open her sliding glass door. When he got inside, though, Hoyt was not home. So Rowling waited for her to return before treating her similarly to the other women, binding her hands behind her back, cutting her clothes off, raping her and stabbing her, this time puncturing her heart. He then left the house. However, according to Sandra, hours later, he realized that he was missing his wallet. Rowling returned to the crime scene to search for it, but never found it. When he saw Hoyt's dead body, though, he decided that he wasn't done with it. Oh, my God. So this is a little bit graphic. If you want to skip ahead 15 or 30 seconds, you should probably do that I'm now. I'm here, and I want to do that. <laughs> Rowling picked up her body, and he proceeded to decapitate her. He then placed her head on a bookshelf in her room facing her bed. Then... He took her decapitated corpse and posed it on the bed, sitting upright against the headboard. According to Sandra, he posed her this way to resemble the thinker statue, but the placement of her head was for an extra shock factor. Well, how did... what? So, like, he did this and then went back to Sandra and was like, guess what I did tonight? No, he... When he was writing the confession letters to Sandra later... Oh, okay. That's... He told her that. This is... This yeah. person is certifiable. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah. This is rough. Mm -hmm. At this point, police began to warn young women to be extra cautious in the area. They told them to make sure to lock their doors and sleep at each other's houses in beds to make sure that they were safe so that they were like literally telling girls to like sleep in bed together so that if somebody oh, okay. came. Many that makes girls, more sense. I yeah. know. I was going to yeah. say, like, sleep over at each other's houses. One sleeps on the couch and then one sleeps on the couch. Oh, no, 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 no. So well. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but. <laughs> Many girls even ended up transferring schools during this time because it was still the beginning of a semester and there was an impending threat to their lives. So they were like, I'm getting out of there. Yeah, get the hell out of Florida. Yeah. yeah. 
So three days later, on August 27th, Rowling broke into the apartment of Tracy Pauls and Manny Taboda in the same fashion in which she entered Hoyt's apartment, prying open the sliding glass door with the knife and the screwdriver. He first encountered Manny, who was asleep, and after a short struggle, he was able to stab him to death. He was a man, so he wasn't really concerned with posing him or anything like that. So during the struggle with Manny, Pauls heard Rowling downstairs and ran down to see what all the commotion was when she saw rolling however she turned and ran back up the stairs and attempted to barricade herself in her bedroom smart Mm -hmm. rolling however broke down the door he then taped her mouth closed bound her arms behind her back cut off her clothes and raped her as he did with the other women when he was done he stabbed her three times in the back and posed her for the cops to find holy shit so on September 7th of 1990, Rowling was caught. Oh, finally. Oh, okay. During a separate burglary. At the time, they were able to match his tools to ones that were used during the murders, and he was arrested. Oh, thank God. So later, Rowling was also connected to the murders of 55-year-old William Grissom, his 24-year-old daughter, Julie Grissom, and his 8-year-old grandson, Sean. Oh. My God. And that all happened back in his hometown of Louisiana. They made this connection mostly because of how it resembled the other murders. The body of Julie Grissom had been cleaned in post. So Rowling contacted Sandra because he wanted to work through his story. She says that he wanted to figure out what had gone so wrong with him, and he thought that Sandra could be the woman to help him do this. So Sandra was delighted that Rowling contacted her. Yeah, I'm sure. Of course she was. Yeah, she went to see him right away and was immediately attracted to him, and she talks about how... They just slid into each other so effortlessly. Gross. Well, I don't think she meant it like <laughs> that. It's still gross. It's <laughs> a gross thing to say. <laughs> she talks about how while he would tell her about his crimes in detail, like through the glass at the prison, they would stop to mouth I love you to each other. And then I hacked her head off with a I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of romance is that? <laughs> I sliced her to bits and... I just really like Then I put her today. head on her dresser and faced it towards her body. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry for the victims of this psychopath, but Sandra London. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> so Sandra attended his trial. Before being sentenced, Rowling stood to address the court. Oh. I'm already cringing. That's <laughs> gross. This is when he turned to Sandra. And he began to sing. No. <laughs> Bruh. I have to I have to show it to you. <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for this video. I'm I wasn't ready for any of this. Hundred <laughs> percent not ready, yeah. <laughs> Rules say I have to give Mr. Rowling an opportunity to have a say. You have anything you want to say, Mr. Rowling? Well, sir. Please the court. Um, could I address the court? Sure. Say whatever you want to say. Thank you. Time. I recall the day I first saw you. I reached out to say I love you. But it was hard to say I couldn't touch you. 
words. Tell me, baby, what were my words? All my tears run together. Excuse me, Mr. Rollins. Down Mr. the path Rollins. that you Mr. Rollins. to follow. Mr. Rollins. Tell me, baby, what were my words? All my tears run together. What were my words? All my tears run together, baby. Just like rain. Okay, you get one song and that's it, Mr. Rollins. We're not here so that you can address your friend. We're here for sentencing. Honestly, not a bad voice. Very talented. This poor... <laughs> they cut to the the stenographer like she's playing along with him. <laughs> yeah. It looks like she's playing... She's like typing what he's saying, but it looks like she's playing the piano. Singing Elton. Did you see the guy behind him immediately go, oh my God. Like his eyes rolled in here <laughs> like not the fuck. Oh God. I was just so expecting the judge to turn to everyone else and go... I don't think anybody else expected him to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one song, one song only. So his sentencing, how many of the victims' families were at that sentencing? I have no idea. Because I feel like if any of them were there, we would have heard them been like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? I can't believe they let him sing for that long. Such a long time. All my tears run together. You got a couple verses. Uh, 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 All my tears run together, baby. And she immediately started smiling. When oh he God. started singing. Yes. Like, oh, it's so romantic. It's He's in song. cuffs and an orange jumpsuit for our murdering song. multiple women. This yeah. is our song. Um, <laughs> so, song. yeah. So, Rowling was sentenced to death. Okay. After the trial, Sandra came out of the courthouse smiling ear to ear. And when the media asked her how she was feeling, she said she was happy because Danny loved her. I have a clip of her coming out of the courtroom. Sandra, what'd you think? Kind of nervous right now. Why? Kind of excited. Why are you excited, Sandra? Because Danny loves me. What the fuck happened to her in her life? <laughs> that shouldn't what? be your takeaway. From no. <laughs> he was sentenced to death and she was like, uh... He loves but, me. But, but he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think, what we should all sh- really should be talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. That man was sentenced to death for all the murders he did. What's your take? He loves me. <laughs> Do you think he's going to ask me to be my Valentine? <laughs> Do you think he's going to ask me to prom, you guys? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I handed him a note that said, Do you like me? Yes or no? <laughs> and he checked, Yes, guy. From so through well. the glass. Yeah. <laughs> So later she discusses how she imagines Schaefer sitting in jail and seeing her being serenaded by a younger and better looking serial killer and being jealous. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't. She's like. No one where is Schaefer watching this from? Is jail? She, yeah. What? He's just know. sitting in jail watching the trial of this other fucking idiot. And going, I mean, it was on TV, I guess. I don't know. I guess. But like. I don't know. I'm I, like, girl, really? This is what you're thinking sitting in jail thinking, oh, you're still what song should Schaefer? I sing at my sentencing? Yeah. So uh, don't sh- worry. There's more music. I should have sang it. Oh, oh thank God. really? Oh, yeah. So it's not whether or not she drops a mixtape. It's when she drops a mixtape. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. So um, <laughs> God, what a miserable existence we all live. Uh. <laughs> So before Rowling's execution, Sandra actually released a song that she wrote for him. (laughs) (laughs) 
It is. So excited. It's accompanied by a music video that she made at home. Oh, sweet. That is literally the weirdest shit I have ever seen in my entire I'm life. I'm so excited. Look, I, I, I do want to, I want to say this. I am not somebody who is pro king shaming and either that. Do you? There's a threshold. <laughs> <laughs> I think it it breaks at serial killers. <laughs> it breaks a little before that. But like, that's is, defi- jo- is jostling okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. If you haven't listened yo, to our bail reform episode, <laughs> yo, is com- jostling okay? <laughs> yo, comment if jostling is just too much for you guys. <laughs> so in this video... This woman is painted like some kind of lion clown creature. And I really urge you to go watch it if you're listening. I'm going to play it for you guys now, though, because um, I can't not, you know? wasn't the one recording <laughs> she might have um set it up on like a it, there was zoom why was her face painted like that <laughs> i don't know i have look, more look, questions look everybody's got to have a there were there were zooms there were camera movements everyone's got to have an entourage and in that entourage you have to have a no man <laughs> somebody that says sandra honey a little much if they're fallen angels how come they're so guilty? <laughs> She's like blood on their hands and haunted eyes. But we're killers too because it turns into like a spoken word poem halfway through. Yeah. Uh, it was very strange, right? It's very uncomfortable. Like if somebody started that at an open mic night, nope, we would leave. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to the last open mic night. Here <laughs> at the- we're holding it in the cemetery because that's where all the cool kids hang out. Yep. And have their dates and their sex. <laughs> <laughs> so Rowling was executed on October 25th of 2006. Good. We didn't need him on our team. Because it's Valentine's Day, I want to leave you with another memory that 
Sandra has. How do you feel about having your childhood fantasies come true? Well, I'm, I'm riding on the back of that Grim Reaper's horse, that's for sure. When Danny Rowling came along into my life, he sent me this great Valentine's. You can run, but you can't hide. Hold on tight. You're in for a hell of a ride. You know, and immediately, I, you know, was reminded of my uh, boogeyman image. You know, I'm riding along on the back of the black stallion, my arms around the Grim Reaper's waist. And it's pretty exciting. And where were you going? I don't know. Don't know, just keep going. I don't know if you ever get anywhere, you know. Just along for the ride. His Valentine is basically, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yep. Like, you know, the, the it's the shrunken head on the night bus, right? Yes. It's like, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Adam <laughs> doesn't like Harry Potter. I don't not like Harry Potter. It's just a lack of interest. No, I just... I'm not a super fan. We don't have to get into that right now. I'm That'll sorry. be a whole other episode. Yeah. That could be the caboose. <laughs> um, yeah, so not exactly a Valentine that I would like to receive, but I guess for her that was like really fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, she got her spooky boogeyman. I guess she did. She got what she wanted. Um, He's just like, wait, oh, have I ever told you about that bit where Tom Segura describes the different cars that people pick you up in? And when he talks about, (laughs) he's like, if they come in like a half van, they're like, "Uh," they come in a full van. Do you want to go on a date? Well, you're coming. (laughs) 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 That's him. That's his Valentine. (laughs) That's pretty much it. So I really wanted to know what Sandra London was up to today because this was a while ago, 2006. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a lot, but I did find her website, SandraLondon.com. And it is very interesting. So the first tab says Runcible Tales. Runcible Tales. There's a picture of her. She has like a, a short little gray haircut now. And she has a bunch of links on here, and I'm not going to click on all of them. The caption under the picture says, In the 1920s, one self-appointed Rune psychologist announced that a runcible spoon is a kind of fork with three broad prongs or tines, one having a sharp edge, curved like a spoon, used with pickles, etc. Its origin is in Jokos' allusion to the slaughter at the Battle of Ronchevo, something or other, because it has a cutting edge. Cecil Adams, the straight dope. What? I'm lost. I have literally no idea what that is. She's like really into utensils now. And so (laughs) she has like all these tabs. FBI interrogation, true crime TV, true poems, confession to conspiracy to assassinate JFK, Carrie went south, killer cop, mystery writer, chickaside, good little soldiers, shamans unaware, murder light, guns and day trading, the devil's child, true vampires, interview with a vampire, Carl Panzerem, kill them all. Hypnosis by John Ivan Palmer. Can someone check on her? <laughs> Can you? Oh, I kill them all. Ho- is I clicked a on the ho- hypnosis one. I think the website is trying to hypnotize me, so I'm gonna go. On. <laughs> but very like very strange thing. Okay, so that was the Runcible Tales. So then she's still not okay. Then there's one called Graphics, and it takes you a while to be able to click on it. I don't think she wants you to to be there. <laughs> she made it right. <laughs> All right, I'll go. To, there's a place to contact her, so you can email her if you'd like. I don't would. tell her you listen to her episode. I don't want her to kill me. Why wouldn't let me click on graphics now? This 
this website is not doing very well. I was able to open oh, it. Oh, really? <laughs> she didn't make a high quality <laughs> website? I'm so surprised. I'm by shocked. That. Oh, got it. All right, graphics. <laughs> graphics is spelled G R A F I X. The visual effects displayed here were created by Sandra London. <laughs> All right. Click on the small pictures to go to the next level I to embiggen the pictures <laughs> <laughs> or to show before and after. I think she means enlarge. It does not say embiggen. E-M-B-I-G-G-E-N, embiggen. <laughs> so the first one is fashion, and she has exotic, enchanting, earthy, gracious, and Mendelesque fashion choices that I guess she's designed. Those are like a lot. I feel like Mandalesque is just Mandalorian. That's too many. It's too many adjectives. I don't even know what that one means. It's yeah. just too many adjectives. It's it's earthy of, and Mandalesque. It's, it's oh. of Baby Yoda. <laughs> it's a Baby Yoda. <laughs> then she has a tab called covers with book covers and CD covers that she's designed. Then she has portraits, and it says ladies, gentlemen, youngins. Ooh. And the youngins are all of like young children. It's very haunting. That's weird. Does she does she know the children? I have I have no idea. I want to see the gentleman. Sandra merch for <laughs> for ages one to one hundred. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Then there's artistic Valentine's steamy motifs, molluskin love, and fnords. Which <laughs> I just need to go through each of these. Valentine's has um, a bunch of like heart-shaped things that she made. They're uh, kind of like weird-looking. I don't Man, know. Man, if you haven't gotten your lady a Valentine yet, <laughs> Sandra go London. to sandralondon.com slash graphics slash art. For an immediate breakup. <laughs> <laughs> then there's steamy motifs, and it's like My weird. kind of motifs. My, the only kind of motif I like. <laughs> there's like, I don't know, there's strange pictures, mostly of animals. Then there's Molluskin love, and it looks like mollusks that are in the shape of penises and vaginas. It sounds like you're doing one of those in incoherent things, and it's just molluskin love. Molluskin <laughs> love. What is it? What is molluskin it? love. Molluskin in love. <laughs> I don't know why she thought mollusks would be in love. Mm. Um, yeah, and then so then there's fnords. F N O R D S Fnords. It's and just short for fucking swords. <laughs> <laughs> fnords. It's a Fnord. <laughs> um, and they're they're pictures, weird pictures that have things set on them. So it says the first one says all fanatics must die. There's one that says reality a bunch of times. There's one that says <laughs> run. The old world is behind you. There's one that says yield to temptation it may not pass your way again and there's just like weird things like how you read those like it was like if Corella Deville was possessed by a demon that's basically what Sandra <laughs> London is that's what I was just gonna say. run the past is behind <laughs> you sweetheart you, you can't described her <laughs> you can't believe everything you know you know what I'm saying how did they spell it believe b-l-e-e-v <laughs> You so can't you believe everything. <laughs> you know You know what I'm saying? Do you still need a Valentine this year? Because yeah, Sandra like London's got fnords for you. <laughs> this one says, <laughs> Concupiscence Conspiracy Cabbage Cabble. <laughs> Yo, Florida, come get your girl. <laughs> she ain't all right. <laughs> she's, she's not good. Somebody's no man is an island. Man, no is either. A cabbage. <laughs> She's really into cabbages. I, I have an important question. Mm -hmm. These are how much? I don't know if they're for sale. 
Otherwise, I would buy one. They're just—they're just—I <laughs> don't know. Are they for sale? It just says like click. All right, let me see what the let me see what the believe ones was. Believe it is. Believe. No, it I just, you it just enlarges it. I bet you could use it. It biggens it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. It just embiggens it. I don't think you can buy them. It if don't got bigger. Honestly, <laughs> what we should do is we should contact her and ask if we can purchase her art. It's very Floridian. Um, and then the last tab. Can you email her? Can you email her and be like, "Hey, I am big into this one picture, and I loved it so much. It's can you mailed it to me? <laughs> it's like somebody came here from Jupiter and heard a humans talking and like got the gist. Oh, okay, I found it. <laughs> the last tab is called shoppery. <laughs> So um, maybe you can buy I'm these. I'm falling things. in love. <laughs> but these are very strange pictures. It's no wonder it's like Danny the portrait, as opposed to the other one. It's no wonder all those um, serial killers fell in love with her. She's so easy. Like to I'm love. looking at one right now. It says before, after. Oh, I guess she like took. Her she like took the picture and then she like made it a graphic. It's, it's really creepy. What? It's a little boy. And she took the picture. She's wearing a t-shirt that says home run. Yeah. And she took the picture of the little boy and she made him holding balloons. Or and not it, even holding balloons, just running. And it says, birthday boy. But it looks like it's written His face in blood. is so creepy too. Yeah. It looks like it's written She's in sent- blood. And so I guess if you click these, you can see. So she like edits photos. Like here's this nice family. Oh, nice family. What the fuck? Where the hell she did they go? fucking creepy. They've been so chained if you send up her, you'll if you send her, ooh, I wonder if we could send her a picture of us. <laughs> She'll make it creepy. <laughs> we need to, we need to contact Sandra and talk to her, and we will get back to you guys in the future about this. That's yeah. all I have to say about Sandra. You'll check her out on Patreon. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, she probably has a Patreon where she sells all of her stuff and talks to you but about romance. She still uses that like ukulele and xylophone music the angels on death row honestly probably that was a great story yeah she's a she's a cuckoo banana pants it's gonna be weird (laughs) going on with my life knowing that there's people out there like that yeah right cuckoo banana pants people if you wanna tell us your love stories that are definitely feel better now that you've put that perspective in there um you can email us at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com or you can send us pictures of your love martini that you make for you and your boyfriend or you and your cat or you just you uh at on instagram at deaddrunkcrime or on twitter at deaddrunkcrime uh you can read all about this case in full with all the sources and then dive into this cuckoo banana pants lady all by yourself on our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com then you can find our merch linked in all of those blog posts and in the show notes and you can get your own sweatshirt so that you can cuddle up and be crazy in mason jars um so that you could drink this crazy martini and not a martini glass because I spill things every time there are martini glasses. <laughs> I don't know about you. But they're very hard to drink out of. Like yeah, for what you have reason? to hold it in a very fancy way the whole time. It's uh, I it's will inconvenient. Say I, I have a t shirt and I really like it. Yeah. It's comfy. Yay. Get your get yourself a t shirt. All right. I have a I have a fun caboose for you. For me. Yes. Okay, so it's a BuzzFeed quiz. It's called We'll tell you how far you would make it on this season of The Bachelor. Just pretend to be a contestant to find out. Dope. <laughs> All right, here we go. So what color dress would you wear to step out of the limo? Pink, sparkly gold, uh, red, or black? 
Black is slimming. That's true. Black is slimming. I need to cut the pound, so I'd go with black. Oh, my God. All right. Who would be your closest friend in the house? McKenna, Tammy, Sheehan, or Victoria P? So McKenna was the one <laughs> the with eyebrows. the eyebrows. Yep. Yo, shout out McKenna. Weird eyebrow gang. No. Okay. Um, Tammy's the, like, fighter one. The, like... Oh, the one that was, like... <laughs> Lifter or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now. Sheehan is the one with the weird hair that is named Sheehan, even though her name's Cheyenne. Yeah. And then Victoria P is the the hot nurse. Hot nurse. You know, I would say Victoria P, but isn't uh, Sheehan the one who's like the the one person who's always like, get a load of these girls. These girls are crazy. No. Who's that one? Victoria F. All right, I'd go with Victoria P then because that's close enough to Victoria F. Okay. Uh, group date time. Which nice. one would you choose? Amusement park, bowling, swimming with dolphins, or writing your own raps? Ooh, so many great choices. <laughs> I would not swim with dolphins. What was the first scared one? Scared of dolphins or something? They're shifty. <laughs> what was the first one? Amusement park. I'd go with bowling. Okay. Are you a good bowler? Oh, no, not at all. Oh. You pull Peter aside at the cocktail party. What okay. do you two talk about? Your families, the mean girls in the house, <laughs> your past relationships, or your hobbies? I'd be like, yo, man, you listen to Radiohead? So, no, I talk about... <laughs> so your hobbies? <laughs> hey, you listen to Radiohead? No, my past relationships. With Radiohead? <laughs> Me and Tom York. Okay. <laughs> no, I'd actually... Yeah, that's actually probably what I would... Like, realistically, that's probably what I know. Yeah, realistically. All right, who is your rival in the house? Hannah Ann, Lexi, Natasha, or Madison? Hannah Ann. Thank you. She sucks. (sighs) And finally, you get picked for a two-on-one date. Who do you hope is on it with you? Kelsey, Alea, Victoria F., or Kiara? I don't know who Kiara is. Okay, so the correct answer here should be Alea, but... She is my pick in the bachelor pool. Which is so stupid. You're so stu- I can't believe you didn't consult me before making that decision. I am regretting this every single week. For you just thought she was the hottest. That wasn't it. Mm. That was not it. I was going to say no comment, but literally can't comment. <laughs> Don't get it. I'd, I'd <laughs> pick Alea. Take her town a peg or two. Peg or two. You went home on night one. Yikes. <laughs> it sounds about right. It sounds about right. It looks like you maybe came on a bit too strong, or maybe there were three Victorias and Peter was just overwhelmed trying to remember which one was which. Don't give up on love. There are other adorable pilots out there. <laughs> Yikes. You know what? BuzzFeed's right. There are other pilots out there for me. <laughs> okay, bye, Mom. Bye. <laughs>